What's good? I'm Brian Vincent. Me and my friends are trying to level up every single day in every single way. My purpose is simple. Shed light on the mindsets and actions to help you become who you want to be. Join me and guests from all walks of life as we try to help you level up and stay woke. Welcome to the Next Level Woke Podcast. Let's go get it. Obvious. I just got the check for the positive. 750 for the sound way to get it processed. Won't stop to that shit. Weighing down my pockets. My- Welcome to another episode of the Next Level Woke Podcast. Guys, this is an episode I was really excited to be able to bring to you. Today's guest is a unique one. She's a Dutch Australian living in Sydney, Australia. She's a model who has traveled overseas to work. She's a personal trainer who has built a following on an alternative approach to health and wellness and an influencer who creates content which encourages people to live and learn. She's also a podcast host, so I can't wait to see how she goes as today's guest. Miss Elise Van Mierlo, thanks for taking the time to be on the Next of Woke podcast. Hi, Ryan. Thanks for having me. You're very much welcome. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have been a part of your little the start of your little podcast journey. Mm-hmm. Well, not little. It's going to be big, let's be honest. As I've been saying, I've been wanting to have people from all walks of life, and I mm-hmm. definitely think you can bring something special to the table. I want to jump right in to an area that's clear importance to you. You're very active and vocal, contributing to discussions on issues of significance with society. Can you talk about how being vocal on social media became important to you? It took a couple of years. I, when I was reading this question, I was like, can I pinpoint one memory? And I think it just gradually happened i think it was when i started realizing that by using my privilege because i'm a caucasian cisgendered woman people would actually listen to me which is kind of like the sad reality of life right if you if you're white and you're cisgendered and also pretty pretty privileged people are going to listen to you so i've always been i've always been quite outspoken i remember when i was like 12 i had like a median tell my mom like she's going to be a public speaker and i was like oh my god i'm going to be a prime minister i was like i'm going to be <laughs> I'm just going to be this big, badass woman. I always enjoyed public speaking, and I think it was when I broke away from my norm and moved away from home, um, I realized I had my own voice that came with power and privilege, and then I started using my platform to contribute to unspoken conversations within my community online. Wow, there you go. There's so much for us to discuss. (laughs) I am generally very excited. I'm interested to know, with you identifying as a feminist and a creator, what does that mean to you? Well, one I find is more important than the other, which I think it should be like a, it should be, everyone should be agreeing on this. Right. But I think there is so much controversy around the word feminist. And like, let's be very honest, like I'm going to be completely transparent here. I'm not an expert. Um, I'm, I'm only 21. I know very common knowledge on what a feminist is and I mean I would I would say I know more than the average man being a woman but I'm no expert so and a lot of people do like see me as someone with like oh my gosh she's so smart she gets it blah blah I'm not I'm I literally I literally just know basic knowledge I read sometimes I watch a lot of TikTok I listen to a lot of people the podcast definitely helped right um, right but yeah, so there's a lot of controversy around the word being a feminist because it came from, you know, this whole feminazi culture where yeah. they thought, oh my God, women are turning into lesbians, growing out their hair and they're going to kill all men. That could be really fun, mm. but it's not reality. Yeah. Um, it's not productive at all. But 
as a feminist, by like dictionary de- definition, is um, I believe that all decent humans should be treated with equal opportunity, respect, and rights. I also feel passionately towards being part of the change in society where the patriarch doesn't oppress or suppress or hinder anyone's quality of life or voice. Doesn't mean if you're a man or a woman or non-binary, doesn't matter what's in between your legs. It's literally just about having equal opportunity and voices for everyone. Right. Um, I think a lot of people interpret the the word feminist because it's got fem in it. Right. As like, oh my god, it's all about women. It's like we live in a world where women happen to be the oppressed gender or the oppressed sex. Um, and then it's just been turned a lot. It's been a lot of performative feminism where it's kind of just everything's just been jumbled up, misunderstood, and different perceptions of the word. That there's a lot of like fear around that word. I remember when I was, last year actually, I sat at my dinner table with my family and kind of go, okay, who's feminist here? And my little, my little sister who was like 12 at the time, I kind of raised her hand and went, oh, I guess so. My sister was like, yeah. My mom was like, mm. My brother was like, what is that? And I was like, what is going on? And it's just, it's just they didn't understand. They were given this, this like false perception of the word because also social media, mm. Hollywood, basically the patriarchy decided to plaster this image of like it's angry women who free bleed and have really hairy armpits yeah. <laughs> it's not about that at all being a young woman of this generation I use social media as a creative platform to speak and share and learn so you could call me a creator you could call me just a 21 year old on Instagram who I spend like majority of my time on there yeah. I enjoy creating stuff whether it's like artistic or whether it's educational um, it's basically I do it selfishly I don't even do it like fathers I do it for myself yeah. so I'm like, I want one so we talk about that there is so many misconceptions around the word feminist right mm-hmm. and you know people perceive it wrong right here right now what are some of the things that you like to debunk about that so we can really clarify out to the people listening right now it is not necessarily what they think it is. I think a lot of people believe that feminism means a matriarch, which means like women in power. Mm-hmm. Um, that like there's a lot of you know humor surrounded by that because a lot of women would be like that would actually be hilarious, but also probably would be a better world if women were in power or in like we're put in positions of higher voices. Yeah. Um, you know, like the discussion about like, oh, women can't be in parliament, women can't be world leaders, they'll start wars, they're too emotional. It's like, what? who started every world war? I don't think it was any women. And I think they're like the top leading led countries. I think I don't I have to look up which ones they are. Is, does Denmark, who's lead? Is this a woman, right? Yeah, crime rates low, violence rate, rates low, Correct. sexual assault rates low. You know, it's like, because there's a, this understanding of like nurturing people, being level-headed, balance. Um, I think a lot of people, like again, through social media, through just life, society, that's yeah. being plastered that women are, you know, they cry a lot, their emotions are all over the place, they can't make decisions. A lot of people say like, oh, with feminism, it means that we want women to be equal to men, if we're just talking about like mm-hmm. the two sexes. But... I have kind of like a counter argument to that. It's like, do we want women to be equal to men? Because like men also suffer in the patriarchy. You know, you're also subjected to beauty standards. You're also subjected to sexual assault. You're you're, um, subjected to toxic masculinity. 
Mm. You know, there's like toxic masculinity in the gym when it comes to body image, when it comes to being a man, when it comes to, you know, mental health, suicide rates. Do we want women to go through that? We don't um, even want men to go through that. Yeah. It's like, well, you need to wipe the plate clean and do it all again. In my head, it's more like just gender equality. Everybody should be equal. That's mm -hmm. how I perceive it. Mm -hmm. I hope, you know, listeners and the audience out there also can take that approach and not put like a bad stigma on it. Because yeah. it's really not. And that's also one of the reasons why I really wanted to have you on. Yeah. yeah. And like, we don't want men to go through the same, you know, sexual violence and domestic violence women go through. No. And like, not even that, like if we go deeper, if we like go through the intersex intersectionality of people, um, we have, you know, non-binary people. We have like the LGBTQIA plus community um, who go through a lot with the patriarchy. We have people of color, with people of disadvantage, third world countries, all that type of stuff. Um, it goes deeper than just two genders or two gen genders assigned at birth. Yeah. Yeah. How, well, why is it that you think that we are so not educated in this space? I, I don't think it's a case of like, n it's a case of not being educated, but it's also a case of being ignorant, not wanting, not wanting to know that it's there. Right. That the problems are there. It's a, it's a deeper question that I want would want to do more research on to kind of like shed some more light on. Yeah, yeah, cool. But yeah, I think I think a lot of like we can talk about you know invasion day that happened two days ago, in terms of like people not wanting to understand like the real detriment of things. It's like a lot of people give excuses about you know oh but it's a public holiday um, and I've been working so hard or I'm Australian and I want to celebrate being Australian. Why can't we? Be patriotic for our country now it's like you're ignoring the dense history of violence genocide slavery like concentration camps the existence of people trying to wipe away a race like right. it's a holocaust yeah and that a lot of people kind of go, oh, oh, i don't want to no i don't know what you're talking about i don't want to don't want to listen to it i don't want to you know if you ask anyone if you ask most people who are older than 30 there's a lot of like denial yeah towards those discussions. Why are people in denial with that when the obvious truth is out there? I think it's just because the space and time that there's been like actual accurate history proven is so small compared to the decades or like centuries of false history. So I did, indi I did indigenous studies or Aboriginal studies in high school and all kids in, in Australia who do, who go through um, primary school and high school do like some sense of Australian history but most of it like nearly 100% of it is false we're told that Captain Cook arrived on his first fleet to Botany Bay and you know saw the land was empty landed went on there claimed terra nullius which means like no man's land and so mm. he can claim it and then all, all of a sudden these savages attacked and they had to defend themselves in a war and blah 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 but then they tried to you know preach God to them and help them understand to like bring them away, bring them away from their savage life, and and then that's when assimilation started when they tried to, you know, essentially whitewash them and create this like, yeah, try make Aboriginal culture and you know what you call it? they they wanted to make them extinct basically mm. the first landing it's all yeah, false yeah. you can't claim terra nullius if you see people and like they saw people. And like it wasn't actually no man's land like there were communities there and like the um, indigenous communities there actually 
knew that the first fleet was coming because the com communities up the coast started sending smoke signals um, down the coast to warn that there were there was like a boat coming. And so right. all of this, and especially when it comes to um, assimilation and like the stolen generations, so much false information um, about what actually happened. People talk a lot about those who are against it, so-called Australia Day, that the date should be changed, right? Mm -hmm. You think that's ever going to happen? I would like to think so. I mean, I'm speaking a lot about Indigenous history and, like, Indigenous experience, but I'm not Indigenous, so I feel like I can't say... I can't speak for them, but I can try to pass on right. or, like, you know, volumize their voices um, and, like, how much pain and generational trauma they've been through. But definitely, like... Yeah, it... What what is the logical reason for it staying on that day? Yeah. Like, it just makes no sense. Just change it. Right. And I'm sure, like, especially, you know, when you and, you and I are at an age where, like, and, like, Generation Z is growing older and um, more of us are in places of power and, you know, in government, in blah, 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 there will be, there will be change. Hopefully. Let's manifest. Let's be. I'm going to put that Right, manifest that shit. Many people probably label you as a young person on social media and in business. What made you want to get involved in what you do and also become insightful on the topics that you talk about? A very big amount of emotions. Um, frustration, anger, empathy, sympathy, confusion, curiosity, passion. Um, what I do and how I share on social media has become my norm to meet the standard. It's common decency. It's me doing my part. Um, I've lived a really privileged life and as cliche as it is through many years and many experiences I've discovered how unfair life can really be and that was you know the standard you know girl grows up she realizes that there's there's misogynists and there's you know she's sexualized and blah 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 and then people are going like it's, I, I grew up in a very sheltered childhood and then I kind of grew up and you know moved away from home or saw things at school blah blah like just everyone goes through the same thing but whoa there's actually some really messed up stuff in the world mm -hmm. and um, I started speaking on matters and joining conversations um, however I could do more like I'm to me I'm doing like just the standard right I'm not doing anything amazing I could do way 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 more and I want to do way way more I believe my life mission is to is to be lived by speaking up and learning more and doing my part as well as staying humble like I make mistakes I still like I like I think a lot of people struggle to admit that like we are all racist we are all we all have internal misogyny we all go th we all have these things that have been conditioned through us just a large amount of people especially in our generation I think that's a good point have you know become aware of it and have to be able to go yeah I assume that right. because that's I grew up like that. I was like fed, spoon fed these thoughts through you know media and everything to assume that, and then I have to actively stop and listen to like voices and learn and ed constantly educate myself um, to continue to do better and spread awareness. I think it's so important that, especially the younger generation really start speaking up for themselves right? mm -hmm. like we have a voice we we live in a world in a digital era right mm -hmm. we have social media might as well use it for the greater good in my opinion but i think we do but there's 
there's just like become this huge wave of um, performative activism and also mm. you know cancel culture have you ever heard of cancel culture let's let's talk a little bit about that just for the audience who might not really understand what that really is cancel culture is massive and it's kind of like this it's a culture where you know the public or um, a population of people like everything an entire person like someone who's in the public eye has ever done and then punish them for things in the past or if they miss say something or um kind of like just cancel them like you're cancelled but you're not getting forgiven for this you have to like delete everything you cannot show your face ever here ever again and i think um it became a fun game for a lot of younger people online especially on tiktok i do believe that there is there is a limit like cancel culture can be useful for people like for people who literally continuously do things to hurt others and they need to be held accountable for their actions but then there's this just like crazy all of a sudden drive to you know dig into someone's like past if you dug into my past i'm sure you would find some like really embarrassing things that you would cancel me on but i've learned from those things and i know that i would definitely not agree with those points now like i remember i did a podcast two years ago about body hair and like i was open because i was like oh yeah, let's talk about body hair because that's a huge thing that uh, women are pressured to get rid of because it's seen as dirty or disgusting blah 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 um and it's like inherently pedophilic and like to be to not have body hair i have interviewed a girl from norway and we spoke about her childhood growing up because she's like Greek, I'm pretty sure. This was a really long time ago. Um, and she grew up with thick hair and she, there was pressure that she went under and like she was, you know, made fun of and blah, all that type of stuff. Um, and we spoke about it and I remember a point that I said and I was just saying like, oh, like, I don't mind body, body hair and other people, but I personally wouldn't like it because it makes me feel dirty. You and said I, that. Yeah, I said that. I mean, 19. No, we've been 19. Right. And I reflect on that now and I'm like, that's a little bit of internalized misogyny at least. Mmm. Mmm. Everyone else can have it, but I don't want it right. because it makes me feel dirty. Well, why? Why does it make you feel dirty? It's because all of these, you know, external influences mm. have told me that body hair makes you dirty, sweaty, stinky, gross. Men or the male gaze won't want you then, and so then I had to kind of unpack that. And that's something someone could drag up and go, "Oh, at least you said this." Say, "Well, I said that when I was 19." Right. You know, and and like, your perspective on that area has completely changed. Right? You have to go through life experiences to learn um, whether people bring the, those life experiences to you, or you have to search them on yourself. Like if you're self-aware enough and you understand that, like something you've said in the past or something you've said recently was not okay, or something you've done was not okay, and you seek education yourself. Like I think this is a huge thing with sexual violence or like um, with predators. Like uh, a lot of a lot of women are being uh, like have are having a zero tolerance for as they should to like any pervy behavior mm -hmm. which is like it's it's becoming a bigger thing now because we're becoming more aware of like what we cannot accept and what what is this like what is not okay and what is okay and when it comes to like consent education there's this gap where um men are going you know or you know sexual offenders are going oh well now i'm cancelled because i've i've done this to someone like okay if you are a rapist and you or you're a serial rapist or you are like 
I, I don't have any forgiveness for someone who's committed a sexual crime because it's like you understood what you were doing. You still did it. You need to go educate yourself. But if it comes to like the younger generation, when they they have really shitty consent education, when it comes to like, oh, like women grow boobs and men get urges and don't have babies or you'll die. Like that's basically the extent of consent, like of sex, sexual health at school. I think the younger generation kind of need to have more leniency and more education, obviously. But when there is situations where um, a young boy has committed a sexual crime or a sexual offence, do we throw him into jail and let him like, or do we put him in a facility where he has to learn and take and take the steps to understand what consent is and how to treat people properly and like how to you know reform like because it's obviously chemical imbalance if you're capable of committing those things to mm-hmm. someone else um but yeah that's kind of like my take on cancel culture is that's a very extreme part of cancel culture obviously because i feel like i mean i personally have no tolerance for people who commit sexual crimes it's like you you're an adult like you don't need to understand like you know right from wrong or you have an understanding or you've been told what right from wrong is if you're a sociopath obviously you've there's something going on in your head and you don't completely understand it but you've been told and you've still been able to do that like in a either a serial manner or you've done it just ruin people's lives and then then you can be cancelled right well by the law i want to go back a little bit and talk about body hair in society body hair means masculine um it means powerful it means strong it means um you know you're a man and women there is this like really weird pressure to look and act like a little girl. This is why I say like society is inherently pedophilic. Everything is about creating women to be small children, pressuring young girls to act older. Like if you look on social media, you see young girls, like there's this whole debate on like, oh my God, these girls are 14 and they're acting like they're 18. It's like, they've got fake nails, they're wearing makeup, they're doing TikTok dances, which are like inherently sexual. Um, but they've been pressured and conditioned to act like that. That will make people want you or people like you. And then women, as they grow older, it's like if you start growing hair, you won't be liked by men. You won't, the male gaze won't like you. If you, like... The male gaze won't like you. Yeah, well, the male gaze is the... Basically, the societal view on what men like, which is seen to be, like, the optimal beauty standard. We're talking like skin tight clothes, big butt, big boobs, tiny waist, thigh gap, long hair, tiny voice, submissive, disciplined, um, virgin, um, you know, no body hair, but is also experienced, she's a virgin, but she's also experienced in bed. Um, Like those things are part of the male gaze. And like every woman has some sort of male gaze like internalized male gaze which is you know when like and I catch it I catch myself doing it all the time is when I you know post something on Instagram and, and I'm like am I posting this for myself or am I posting this because I want so and so to like it right or when I walk past a group of guys and I go fix my hair up I'm like why did I do that mm. did I do that because like I want their approval and their validation or did I do it because the wind's in my hair you know what I mean and yeah. we like we grow up like being conditioned into this yeah like I, I was like told my whole entire childhood do this 
so boys will like you. You know, act like this so you can be married to a man and have a cute family. And it's like, everything's all about the male gaze. And with body hair, like, especially with porn as well, like, porn is, is like, this destructive industry. It's, like, don't get me wrong, I am such an advocate for sex work, but ethical sex work. And porn that has been created through the male gaze is so destructive to the perception and, like, you know, the livelihood of women and men. What's ethical sex work? Ethically made sex work is when there's consent education within the production, there is um, fair pay, there is, you know, it's, it's, you're watching real sex. You're like, sex isn't this like loud, um, you know, violent, you oh, know, right. perfect okay. angles, butt is perked up, guys hard the whole time, you know, they come at the same time or like, you know, that type of stuff. Like, if you watch porn, you're kind of like, that's not how it happens. Mm, like there's right. no conversation it's just like eye contact and all of a sudden there's like this passion yeah. or like this violent passion like you see that in like movies as well but it's it's not like that and also the women are always shaved and like in the most popular popular porn subculture like women are always totally bare people who do prefer body hair but the majority is that body hair is disgusting and not only that body hair viewed on women of colour is like an even deeper issue because body hair and women of color is seen as like animalistic and even dirtier and disgusting. The issue goes deeper um, for women of color and also the trans women as well because like that's something like being feminine, being woman is usually something that's really, really, really important to their identity and their transition. And so presence of any type of body hair um, can cause dysmorphia or, you know, can cause people to Yeah. But, you know, I, I remember there was a, a guy in high school who shaved his legs for swimming because he was a really good swimmer, but he was bullied for it. He was like, oh my God, you're gay. Mm, yeah. And he was bullied for that. And I think I even took part of that because I didn't understand. Because I was like, oh yeah. You bullied someone for body hair? I was Shit. like 15. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> I yeah. didn't understand. No, but like this goes back to, you know, we have to make mistakes, right? We have to make mistakes mm -hmm. to learn. And I think the most important part in this whole aspect of it is us becoming self-aware, you know, yeah, learning from it. Yeah, you be honest about your mistakes. Right. Don't lie. You're not, no one's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. I've done shitty things. I think we all have. Yeah. I mean, if you say you haven't, then you're just lying straight up. Yeah, you're part of the problem if you say you're Right, perfect. exactly. You know, becoming a better person, which definitely is on board with your podcast, is about being aware and being honest about your mistakes. 100%. And constantly calling yourself out. Why are we not calling ourselves? Why is the majority of people not calling themselves out and learning from the mistakes that they've made in the past? It's ego. Ego. Yeah. Well, there's like, and also, you know, there's like the social hierarchy and, you know, people idolize people that like they're perfect or they create this like imaginary relationship with like a celebrity because like, oh my God, that's a perfect person. And I saw them in a movie and I know them and I watch the interview them. They're perfect. Like that person probably... <laughs> does coke every time they go on the seat you know it's like <laughs> no one's perfect yeah i wish more people could stay woke on, on that because whatever is being portrayed on social media it's not real no no one is perfect first and foremost like that doesn't exist yeah you know we can be perfectly imperfect but you cannot be perfectly perfect you've shown in your content that you're part of the lgbtqia plus community say it a little faster 
<laughs> I'm wondering if I can get your take on how people can be better educated in this current climate. Well, yeah. Well, one thing is I can start saying LGBTQIA plus a little, little faster. <laughs> you can try. She's roasting me. You can try. She's roasting me, guys. But so I'm part of yeah. So I'm part of the LGBTQIA plus community, and um, however I lay in like a, a quite a privileged margin of it. You know, I'm cisgendered. You're um, what? Cisgendered. So I was born female and I identify as female. I am white and I'm queer. So um, there is not necessarily a label to my sexuality because I personally don't want to pressure myself that way. Right. I, as a joke, I'm just kind of like, oh, I'm a whore. Like, I'll sleep with anyone. But <laughs> that's not true. Are you joking though? My mum would not like to hear that. <laughs> Yeah, I can't speak for my nine, my non-binary babes and my transgender beauties. However, the actions that need to be taken towards creating a more accepting and understanding climate is to listen um, without judgment. You know, ask questions right. because there's this whole thing about like I don't understand how you identify or like your lifestyle or what like who who you, who you are because it is different from my cisgendered heterosexual condition lifestyle so i'm just gonna judge you or stare or ask questions that you know i'm gonna ask what's in between your legs i'm gonna blah 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 blah, blah because i'm scared of you it's like a form of xenophobia like i don't understand that so i'm scared of you causes me like makes me uncomfortable so i'm gonna judge and i'm gonna discriminate and you know worst of worst i'm gonna hate crime mm-hmm. um you can do the right research how do we do that you know, follow your follow queer people on Instagram. Follow you. Follow, <laughs> follow me, but like I'm not the best person to follow because you know, again, I lay in like the the a privileged margin. You know, you can follow me because I share, you know, queer content from you know transgender women, um, social media influences, non-binary influences, and also like feminist pages that have those sources on there you can follow me for that but also just follow those people ask people you know if you know someone who's part of the um queer community ask them and like i mean we got to be transparent like a lot and a lot of people don't understand this but the, also the lgbtqia plus community is also filled with a lot of discrimination uh, especially towards people who identify as bisexual um, oh really yeah i did not know that yeah it's, kind of, it's a really touchy subject because obviously there are different perspectives from each, like every type of person. And like, just obviously just because you're gay doesn't mean you're racist. You're not racist. Or yeah. just because, um, you know, you're, you're bisexual doesn't mean you're homophobic. I think there's this weird exception that if you are queer, all of a sudden you don't discriminate. But that's mm. not true. There's discrimination everywhere. It's really, really touchy subject. And I don't want to speak for anyone because obviously my experiences are very different to someone who um, identifies differently. But yeah, especially like if we're just speaking particularly about uh, being bisexual, which to a lot of people, just to make them comfortable, I just say I am, even though I like don't believe I am because I'm just like, I'm doesn't like, I, I don't like one or the other. I just, it's fluid for me. Yeah. Like if it like if we want to be really technical, I guess pansexual. But then I'm like, eh, it's, I'm just me. Um, but so I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? It's a sexual choice with regard with regard to biological sex, gender, or gender identity. So I could, you know, create a relationship with a trans woman, trans man, um, non-binary um, person. So a- anything really. 
maybe. Yeah, okay. That's a human. And yeah. that's the age of 18. <laughs> 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 I, I, I love that you, yeah, that's a human. Very important. And over uh, the age of 18, it must be very specific. All right. And we don't have Miss Lisa out here, like, hooking up with aliens and shit. No. Just humans. Very Just important. Humans. There is a lot of um, judgment towards the bi um, community, and I think that's mainly because I myself saw it like get big over TikTok recently, um, especially over uh, Mardi Gras, because there's this whole thing. It's like, oh, you like men and you like women, so you're not really gay. Really? Yeah. Like for example, right now I'm I'm a queer woman, but I'm in a relationship with a man, so. I feel like I, I do this to myself as well. It's like, oh, I, I feel like I'm not queer enough for people or for the queer community, and I feel judged. And so if someone comes to me being like, oh, like you're you're um you're the queer trainer, which I've recently been been kind of labelled as, which is like really fun and exciting because like that's the community I want to create. And I go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they find I have a boyfriend. They go, ow, because it's like if you're not with if I'm not with a woman, then it's like I'm not queer enough. Oh yeah, we're on research, so do your research. Right. Um, and also involve yourself in the queer communities. How do we do that? Speak to people, you know, make friends. Yeah, You okay. know, go to bars, go out, um, go to festivals. Like, there is a whole underground society. And I know, I know a lot of queer people want to gatekeep it, which I understand why, because it's, like, been, it's a safe space. If there are humans that, you know, are accepting... If we want to kind of bridge the gaps, right. it's like you can't gatekeep communities. we got to somehow... You just be open to just including everyone. And yeah, of just, course. You know, being nice to each other and being interested in each other's unique qualities and identities, so um, rather than going, "Oh, you're straight, stay away from me." Right. There are some nasty gays. Yes, I want to. I want <laughs> to. Yeah, there are some like nasty ass gay people out there. Like, and but it's not because they're gay; it's just because they're nasty. Yeah, people. yeah, like, yeah. Like their identity has nothing to do with them being nasty it's like right right if you were to say like oh i came across on a really nasty black guy you'd be like well why did you mention he's black because obviously he's just nasty and that's the important yeah. part about it you have know? you had any experience with like some really nasty people gay people yeah. who happen to be gay i'm a pretty lovable person so i i don't i haven't come across like anyone in queer communities who's who like specifically hurt me i have been definitely um sexually harassed in, in like queer spaces um, I was sexually harassed by um, a woman in a gay in a gay club yeah it was a gay club and um, she just kind of I don't think she kind of read my body language and thought that because we were having a good laugh in the bathroom stall she could just like jump on me and I was kind of like whoa um, but that's also like sexual harassment and sexual assault is huge in queer communities like massive not only like in terms of hate crime when it comes to people you know sexually assaulting but also within that community as well um it's massive like and especially in a sense uh, like most of it is pedophilic as well in terms of um, a lot of my um gay friends um their first sexual experiences were with older men which is technically statutory rape um and that's, but that's only because in their young communities at school they weren't accepted or they were ostracized and they didn't feel like belonging. So they search for it elsewhere, and you find that via porn or um, you know online games or dating apps like Grinder. 
And then there's predators out there who are older men who prey on young young boys. Um, and also these boys usually lie about their age as well because they know what they're doing. Like they can't go on this app unless they say they're over 17 or 18. Big, big, big percentage of gay men, um, their first experiences, like, is through grooming, which is messed up. And that's also relevant in um, the lesbian community as well. I would say less, but def definitely still there. Um, and also in the trans communities, um, because, you know... Don't we see that everywhere? Their grooming is everywhere. It doesn't I mean, matter, yeah, like, what type of community you're in. society is a yeah. big, fat, grooming man. Big fat grooming man. Yeah, but also like in trans um, communities as well, being transgender is um, fetishized. So there's a lot of grooming within there, or like a lot of sexual harassment with that, like within that as well. I really think so many of the topics that you touch on really need these continued conversations. Why is it important to you to provide a platform where people feel they can discuss these things? Well, growing up as a woman. Um, as a female, I felt like there was no, I, I mean, I grew up in a really sheltered child, in a sheltered family, uh, which I'm, I'm thankful for. What do you mean sheltered? Like, I wasn't allowed to listen to certain music. I, I mean, I, was, oh, okay. I wasn't oppressed or, like, I don't, I don't hold that against my parents in any way. But, I mean, I lived up, I lived in a privileged community. Yeah. It was, a, like, pretty much a gated community. Um, my family was very well off. I was given every like a very privileged life i was given everything i needed um we didn't go through through any strife in terms of finances or um you know social anything social economic socially economically related also like with how my parents raised me um in my perspective perspective was quite um not super strict like i gained i had to gain their trust for, for me to be able to do things duh um, but I wasn't allowed to, like, sexual health was not something I was taught about at all. And, um, fun fact, I didn't even know women could orgasm until I was 18. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And that made me really mad when I found out, because I was like, who the fuck did not tell me about So that? you just went straight as you were 18 and I just tried to get yourself an orgasm or some shit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. And I got there. Guys, it's Ryan here. Sorry to have to do this, but that was just part one of our conversation. I'm sure you could tell I was really enjoying talking to Miss Elise and we covered some crazy topics. I had to split it into two parts. So if you guys are keen to hear the rest, make sure you let me know in the comments and of course, go blow up her page and get ready for a crazy part two to this episode. Coming soon.